The Daily Rios, episode 454, a Saturday afternoon post. Multiple podcasts, thousands of episodes. Now in my 15th year of comics podcasting. The Daily Rios at thedailyrios.com. Come and give a listen. Hey everyone, this is your host, Peter. Yeah, so that's my new promo. What'd you think? It's awful, right? <laughs> I was a guest on a recent episode for another podcast, and they asked if I had a promo, so I created something similar to that, and then I tweaked it for this episode because, yeah, 15 years, right? The 15th anniversary will be in uh, 2020, but this is technically my 15th year of podcasting. Wow, that is kind of insane. And I realized I haven't done a regular chit-chat episode in a while. I am now in summer mode. School has ended. The semester has ended. I just need to put my grades in. And I'm not working on anything in the mo at the moment until July, so why not do an episode, right? Just a regular episode to kind of catch everybody up on my plans for here at the Daily Rios. Uh, I am um, in catch-up mode, I guess you could say. I'm playing catch-up with a bunch of things. Um, if you don't know, I am living with my girlfriend. We moved in with each other uh, last year. I am no longer living in South Philly. I do miss it. I miss the convenience of being able to just uh, take a subway to work in less than 15 minutes. Uh, but, um, you know, it certainly offers a lot of other perks, um, you know, being all domesticated like here. Um, but I had a rib injury in December while I was working on another show. So one of the things I'm trying to catch up on is, um, well, try, I say trying, I haven't really started, but uh, I just haven't really recovered physically from that. I've recovered uh, from the injury, but, you know, being the age that I am and um, I used to work out, uh, not regularly, but I used to work out. And of course, teaching dance, that certainly helps. But it takes a lot longer to catch up when you are not doing anything for six weeks, seven weeks, back when I had that injury. So that's one of the things that I'm, I feel like this summer I need to get back to um, a better place with my body physically. And along with the body comes the mind. Uh, I'm gearing up, as I said, to do another show soon. So I want to, you know, get back into saying, hey, you know, I can do all this stuff that I need to do. And then, of course, uh, catching up on pop culture things. There's a lot of TV shows that Aaron and I have let go. Uh, we are way behind on Supergirl this season, way behind on Flash. I have not watched any of the second season of Black Lightning. Um, we've been doing other things, watching... Uh, we finally finished all of the Sherlock stuff on BBC. Finally got her to watch Riverdale, so we are all caught up on that. We are powering our way through Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, we only have one more season of that. Um, I went back and rewatched probably for, I don't know, the third or fourth time, 
I rewatched the first season of True Detective because I want to watch the third season. I tried to watch the second season and it just wasn't working for me. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to watch it and then uh, I'll watch the third season because I really want to see that show. I miss that show. And then, of course, there's all this podcast stuff that I need to catch up on, which leads me to an email from Greg, who says, uh, First time contacting you. I enjoy learning about new storylines and comic characters. I really would like to hear more about the Batman Metal series. I believe you stopped on issue three. I hope you have plans on returning back to that series and completing four, five, and six. Now, that email also was uh, a nice inspiration for this episode, and it led me to create an Arya Stark kill list of podcast topics that I have to get get through um, this summer, if not sooner. And the first being, as Greg asked, uh, the breakdown episodes for metal for DC's metal event that was happening last year. Uh, I went through the first three issues. I need to finish it. I really liked that series. And I think I just got interrupted because of a show and school and some other things. And my notes for those episodes are really in-depth. So, yes, I am here to say that I will... That's like high on my list of topics that I need to finish um, before this summer is done. And then, that, and then along with that, Doomsday Clock as well. I only did one issue for that one. Uh, that series right now is delayed. How many do we have left? Maybe two more, I think. And with all of the delays, I could probably catch up if I really wanted to. <laughs> I was trying to be really thorough with that series, and I, I wanted to go back and read some DC Rebirth stuff. So that's what delayed me on that one. And then I just recently started War of the Realms. I don't think I'm going to do that issue by issue. I'm probably going to bunch a few of those issues together. So I did issue one. Maybe I'll do issues two and three and then four and five and then do issue six as a standalone or some other variation. We will see. Another thing that's on my list topic-wise is Fosse Verdon, the FX series starring Sam Rockwell as Bob Fosse and Michelle Williams as Gwen, Gwen Verdon. She is just amazing in that series. I did an episode on the first episode, and I thought I was going to do more episodes, but I think I'm also going to bunch those together. I'm going to do uh, episodes two, three, and four, and then do one on five, six, and seven, and then do one on episode eight. So I need to do that. Um, I have issue eight to do for my breakdown of Heroes in Crisis, and then eventually issue nine will be out later this month, and that'll wrap up that series, so I'm almost current on that. Absolutely, I want to get back to the Tower podcast. I did the Titans TV series uh, that was out on DC on the DC Universe app, I did that episode by episode, but I want to get back to the comics because it's not only about the new Teen Titans, but I'm starting to get into some Omega Men stuff and some other Titans spinoff stuff. So I, I need to get back to that, really, because I miss it. And then uh, the last thing on my list here is Star Trek Deep Space Nine. 
I am currently re-watching season two so I can get back to the giant Star Trek rewatch that I've been doing for a number of years now. So um, I finished Star Trek The Next Generation. I did the first season of Deep, Deep Space Nine and did an ep episode about that. So now I'm in season two. Uh, I also have to do the movies, but um, I want to get caught up on that because I want to get further into this series, you know, because I know season three is where things start to pick up. So I want to finish that. So that's my kill list. Metal, Doomsday Clock, War of the Realms, Fosse Verdon, Heroes in Crisis, Tower, and Star Trek, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Speaking of games, Game of Thrones, and don't worry, no spoilers here, um, I've had these books for years, and after years of having them and being rightfully shamed by my girlfriend to actually read them, because we were supposed to read them together before the final season aired, and that didn't happen, so that's a big oops on my part. Um, I am finally powering through them. I am on book four which means once I finish book four and then book five, I'll finally be able to see the series. I have seen season one, um, but, you know, I'll finally be able to dig a little deeper and then get all caught up and finish the TV show and then eventually, hopefully, get to finish the books if they ever come out. And part of the reason why I wrote this here is because <laughs> had I listened to Brian over on the Uncanny X-Cast, Brian Perillo, years ago. None of this would have been a problem. I would have been done with this series years ago. I was going on some trip, and I think I put out somewhere that I wanted some reading material. I had Hunger Games. I had Game of Thrones. I wanted to know, to know which one I should read, and he recommended Game of Thrones. Now, I went with Hunger Games at the time because the movies were about to start. So I wanted to read all those books, and then eventually, you know, the movies came out. So I don't regret watching and reading Hunger Games, but I probably should have just purchased both at the time because uh, Brian, as I said on Uncanny X-Cast, um, was recommending these books for a long time. So had I listened... You know, but live and learn. So, yeah, so I'm almost done with that series. Can't wait because, um, you know, it's all the buzz right now, and I'm doing my best to stay away from spoilers, but it's really hard, and it's really hard to not be able to get on Twitter. But, you know, I will do it. Now, speaking of reading, I want to talk about the DC Universe app that I mentioned earlier. It's absolutely no-brainer that I was going to get the app uh, eventually after it was released. Now, there have been a couple of comic book expansions on the site, on the app, in the past year, where they are releasing more and more digital content on there. And then just recently, they announced that they were going to put out, quote-unquote, quote their full digital library, as long as the comics are older than 12 months. So there is a ton of comic book stuff on there. And I'm here to say that if you are still on the fence about getting this app, you should get the app. I purchased it last year at a discount. Right now it's $75 a year or $8 monthly. And if you do the math, there are full runs of certain titles 
that if you were to purchase them either on eBay or maybe you were going to go and back issue dive, back issue bin dive, right? You're not going to find these issues less than a dollar each. I'm fairly certain. So if you read one of these titles, one of these runs, these longer runs, if you read them in less than a month or less than two months, you've paid for this app. And as I was scrolling through recently, the title that made me think about this, that you could read a series and basically pay for the app, was All-Star Squadron from the 80s. It is complete on the app. It's got 67 issues, three annuals. And if you read those 70 issues in less than a few months, you've covered your cost. And it's a decent series. Um, if you're like me, if you're a longtime DC fan, I've it took me years to get all of those issues. Um, I don't think... I think on the average, it probably cost me a dollar an issue to buy. Um, I don't remember seeing many of those issues less than a dollar. So you have all of these titles. You obviously have all of the new content between the Titans, Doom Patrol. They're getting ready to release Swamp Thing. They're going to release um, Titan Season 2. I've been re-watching Krypton Season 1 on my way to work on the train, which is great. It's just great. You just fire it up on my phone and I can watch it. Awesome. Um, I've used the back issues for various um, episodes for the Legion Project podcast that I do with Eric. Um, I do watch some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, some of their shorts. I watch the daily content stuff every now and then. This isn't a sponsorship. I'm just saying if you're a DC fan and you don't have it, you should probably get it. Now's the time to get it. So I went through and just picked out a bunch of stuff that had some long runs or maybe it's a title that, that when I saw it on there, I was like, oh, I would totally read that or other people should read it. You know, you can search by comics, by, by era, you can search by character, uh, a whole bunch of different ways. So they have the entire Gotham Central run on there. They have all 69 issues of the Ostrander Suicide Squad run from the 80s. I mean, if you're a DC fan and you haven't read that, you need to read that. 87 issues of the Jack Knight Starman run, 45 issues of the Will Payton run that preceded it, 40 issues of the Question series from the 80s, which I never finished and is amazing, 56 issues of the original Young Justice series, now that Bendis has his hands on it. And then there are other smaller runs like Young Heroes in Love, 18 issues or so. If you don't know what that is, check it out. It is so good. Camelot 3000, uh, 12 issues by Brian Bolin and Mike W. Barr. Um, the Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale Challengers Must Die miniseries from, I think, the late 80s or early 90s. That's a series I've always wanted to read. That's on there. All 63 issues, no annuals, but 63 issues of the Baxter Legion series, which Eric and I are covering for the Legion Project podcast, so you can totally play along there. 61 issues of the New Teen Titans. You can't get those issues for a dollar each. You just can't. Um, so you could read those and you could play along with the Tower podcast. And then all, all 26 issues of the first Who's Who run is on the app. I'm so digging the app, and and I, I just think if you're a DC fan, you need to get it. You need to get it now. 
Hi, I'm George Hamm. You may know me from such podcasts as the George and Tony Entertainment Show and Hey, That Thing Looks Infected. I am co-hosting a new weekly show called Meanwhile at the Podcast with my friends Kristen Unger and Rodney Roberts. Together, we celebrate pop culture and fandom discussing movies, TV, comics, and the creative arts. You can find our show on iTunes and most podcast apps. Plus, you can just go to www.meanwhileatthepodcast.libsyn.com to easily access our content. This year, we are partnering with the Epic Film Guys and a host of other premium podcasts to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute on Livestream for the Cure, going from Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th. Please check out the details at www.livestreamforthecure.com to find out how to listen live and, more importantly, to donate to the cause. Together we can and will make a difference. And if you have a podcast promo that you'd like me to play, please send it over because I do like to have uh, these little bumper breaks every now and then. Speaking of podcasting, there have been a couple guest appearances that I've made on other podcasts, and I've put them up on the website under the uh, tag of podcast appearances or podcast appearance. So um, check them out because I had a lot of fun doing them and they are pretty awesome. Uh, I was on the Watchmen Minute with Travis and Eric for uh, minutes 152, 153, and 160. And then I was just recently on DC OCD episode number 28 which is hosted by Paul and Mike, but um, I was on the podcast with Paul. And that's a look at uh, all the all of the various DC events. So I was talking about Countdown to Infinite Crisis, so that was a, a great discussion there. And then the DC All-Stars podcast, which is run by the um, Taylor, Pod- Taylor Network of Podcasts and Daryl Taylor. It's a rotating series uh, of hosts, And I was on the first episode, uh, episode number eight, which uh, we talked about the Titans TV show. Episode 11, which where we talked about um, Bendis's Superman volume one called Unity Saga. And and then just released this week, episode 14, where um, we covered Action Comics volume one by Bendis, which was entitled Invisible Mafia. And I did those two episodes with Daryl Taylor and Hassan T uh, from the old CGS forum days. And there's plenty more on there. Interviews, movie reviews, TV show reviews. So if you haven't heard DC All-Stars, check that out as well. Another podcasting idea that I had recently, and I put this out on Twitter uh, a little while back. So I'm putting it out here, and I want to apologize in advance if I don't use the language correctly in trying to talk about this topic. But um, I saw a tweet that was posted from the deafcouncil.org.uk about Deaf Awareness Week. And I've been thinking lately about those comic book readers who are unable to listen to comics podcasts. I can't transcribe podcasts. I don't have the manpower to do that. Maybe there's a website out there that if you put your podcast through, uh, it it then, you know, spits out um, a transcription, which would be awesome. I don't know if there's such a thing that exists. 
Um, but what I do do <laughs> is I take a lot of notes. I take a lot of notes for my podcasts, bullet points or uh, longer notes, especially for those in-depth podcasts that I do, the breakdown episodes on certain issues or events or titles, because I keep those notes um, as a way to look back when, when I do the next episode and the next episode and the next episode. So I don't really want to include them in my show notes for the episode because that could make the show notes really long. But what I think I'm going to start doing is I'm going to just post my notes on the website. For example, when Heroes in Crisis number nine ships and I put out that podcast episode, shortly after that, I will drop a non-podcast entry with all my notes for issues one through nine. I'll probably clean them up here and there because sometimes my notes might be just you know, a phrase, and that's not really going to describe whatever it is my point is for that phrase. But I could just, you know, clean it up a little bit. Um, they won't be real in-depth, or maybe they will. Uh, but I think it could be at least a help, and I could probably go back and do that for a whole bunch of topics or episodes because I'm, I'm a total pack rat. I have all my notes. And if anyone has a suggestion on another way to do this, please send it my way because I think it's important and um, I have a lot of content that I think would be really cool to share. So again, if you have any suggestions, let me know. The greatest teenage robot rock band of all time returns for one final performance. Deep Space Tragedy, issue four, the final issue in the epic Robot Rock and Roll Saga by Mike Wagner is now available at CosmicTimes.net. That's right. Head over to CosmicTimes.net right now to pick up this triple-sized final issue. Deep Space Tragedy, issue four, now available along with all three issues. Get the entire series now. See how it all ends. And finally, here at the end of the episode... Uh, Greg also wondered in his email if I was going to do an Avengers Endgame episode. And I thought, you know what? Here at the end of this episode, uh, I'll just give you some quick thoughts. That way, if you haven't seen it, you can listen, but you won't be totally spoiled. But you know what? Even just talking in an overview sense, there there are probably some details that you may not want to hear. You might want to go in cold. So you could probably just end the episode here and you'd be fine. But if you're going to listen, I'm not going to go totally in-depth here. I did three episodes um, leading up to Infinity War on the various Marvel Cinematic Universe phases. And I feel like I should probably do another Phase 3 episode picking up on Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, and then Endgame. So and then eventually Spider-Man Far From Home as well, I guess. So if I do that, I'll go further in-depth on all of those 
movies and you'll get somewhat uh, larger thoughts. But for now, just some quick thoughts, like I said, because I, I, I don't want to go in depth here. First of all, I saw it in IMAX and I think everybody should because I don't think I missed anything on that giant screen. So Aaron and I went uh, really late one night this past week. There were only about 10 or no, there was about 15 people in the IMAX theater. Um, you know, we saw it at 11 o'clock. It didn't start till about 1130. Who wants to walk out of a theater at 2.30 a.m. on a weekday, right? Fortunately, we didn't have work the next day, so we opted to go really late at night, which was great. And oddly enough, it was just about seven years to the date from watching the first Avengers movie in the same theater, which was, I, I believe, our third date. So it was kind of like we had to go see it then, right? It kind of made sense. But yeah, seeing it on IMAX, ooh, that was, that was pretty great. Um, nothing new here. It's a total love letter, right? It's a tour through all 21 movies and all of the characters. I really liked the story structure of Infinity War, and I find that movie to be very rewatchable. So the quieter moments in this movie, um, the way they narrow, narrowed it down to just the original six members plus some side characters, I was kind of worried that it might not keep my interest, but it did. And probably because of the scope of the TV, of this TV, of the movie screen, um, I found myself just really watching the movie. Not only what was happening in the foreground, but the background, really just paying attention to it. And I think that's what you're supposed to do, right? It's the last chapter of this grand saga. I don't think you can go in casually. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because of that. Um, not going to lie, some of the time heist stuff in the middle of the movie mm, kind of slowed down a little bit for me. I understand why they did it. Again, it's a love letter. You do it for the fans. You go back to some fun parts of the Marvel Cinematic um, Universe um, as a whole. But I think there was just a little bit too much comedy for a mission that was supposed to have some huge consequences. And I know they like to keep things light. Um, I know that there's a certain bravado that a lot of these characters have, which is coming from Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of Iron Man, right? We talked about that in Phase 1 um, when I did those episodes. So I totally get it. I totally get that that's the charm, quote-unquote, quote of these movies, and they want to make them not necessarily family-friendly, but they want to make them all-inclusive, so totally understand that, but there was stuff in the middle that I was like, okay, that probably could have been shorter. The big battle in the third act, whoo, did that get me. That totally got me. All of the moments we've been waiting for all of the stuff that was probably on a checklist somewhere that they got, all of the character interactions, the movement of the character, the camera, the depth of the background, I was totally sold. So while there are some emotional beats in that middle section of the movie that, you know, kind of just didn't work for me or maybe didn't hit me, Tony in the past, you know, there's a sacrifice for one of the stones. 
even the even the ending of the movie, the ending of the whole movie, the the, the promise that gets kept, that the promise that's finally made. Okay, fine, yeah. I know it worked for some people. Did it really work for me? Maybe not. But that third act stuff, woo, did I get goosebumps. I was I I even did some fist pumps. I I know I teared up several times. And not even just at some of the sadder stuff, just at some of the more powerful um comic book images come to life, right? Same with Aaron. She totally cried at a bunch of places. They did it. They made it work, right? I I just think it's um it's one of those movies that um they got right. They really did. I felt that way about uh, Infinity War, and I feel that about this one. Even though there are some things, there are some things that um, you know maybe just didn't hit home for me. But it worked for a lot of people, and and that's great. And and you know what? Those people who are saying, "Oh, the whole shot of all the women that was totally forced," this whole movie is forced. <laughs> I mean, it's a total checklist of of everything that they needed to finish up and wrap up in this movie. So get over yourselves when you say that about that scene, because um, there are a ton of images that are totally forced in this movie, and and that is the point. So yes, it's big, it's messy, it's sprawling, but but it's chapter twenty two, and it really should be. Um, there are some interesting, obvious future, future nuggets, ideas for what's coming, um, later in TV and in the movies, very obvious, right? Um, I have to laugh that there's been so much explaining going on from the writers and directors and people who've seen the movie, yikes, about all the time travel stuff. And, and you know what? I totally agree with everybody's confusion and everybody who's trying to defend it. <laughs> because I don't think it worked. I don't think it worked. I think there was some confusion, but yet I also think it's very clear, which is kind of weird to say. And it's totally okay, because these movies, guess what? These movies can have faults. People who are trying to defend it a little too hard, you know, it's kind of like, okay, these movies aren't perfect, and that's okay. They're not supposed to be perfect. If a movie was perfect, why would you ever want to watch another movie again? So... Yeah. Now, post all of this Infinity Saga stuff, I'm really curious to see how they're going to grab us right away for whatever it is they're going to plan next. I mean, it's one thing to lead up to the first Avengers movie and then eventually lead up all the way to Infinity War and Endgame. But now I feel like audiences are going to expect things quicker Maybe some shorter arcs, maybe 10 movies instead of 20 would be kind of nice. Maybe some movies that don't star pale actors named Chris, that would also be kind of cool. Um, so yeah, so I'm curious to see where it goes from here. I know there's been some speculation, but nothing is cemented just yet. So yeah, that's my, um, that's my review, not my, you know, whatever, of this movie. I'm really curious to see how this will hold up for me on a rewatch, because as I said before, I can sit through Infinity War. I can totally sit through that movie. I skip a few scenes here and there, but I feel like this movie I might skip a little bit more, but um, yeah, I want to see it again. I want to see it again. All right, that's it. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Please, by all means, send me email, peter at the daily rios .com, 
or you can leave a comment on the website at thedailyrios.com if you want to talk back to anything that I said here. Go follow me on Twitter, Peter J. Rios. I'm thinking of starting an Instagram for The Daily Rios. I have my own personal Instagram, and I know there are some people who follow me there through through comics or through podcasting, but I don't always want to flood my personal Instagram with comic book stuff. I've been kind of itching to do a little bit more, so I'm thinking, ah, do I, I guess I got to do a, uh, an Instagram for The Daily Rios, you know? And even if I do it and only a few people follow it, at least I get that itch out of the way because I don't want to dump the stuff stuff on the website, but there's just some things I, I'm like, you know, kind of want to talk about. So yeah, I might have an Instagram. So maybe by the time you hear this, um, go check that out. All right. This has been the Daily Rios episode 454. Thanks for listening. Bye.